A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Stand up with us. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Here we go again, Monday the 22nd at 5 minutes after 5 o'clock. I'm still hearing rain on the studio roof, and I imagine you are too. If you've got rainfall reports this morning, go ahead and call them in. Toll-free number 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Just leave a message if I can't get to you. Or you can always send me your rainfall reports via our Facebook page, Fabulous Farm Babe. Just send me a message. I'll get it there as well. Stu Ag Meteorologist will give us more details on the weather coming up in about 15 minutes. Today, it looks like we've got clouds in the forecast. 78 are expected high in thunderstorms, 60% likely. Tonight, down to 60 degrees. Tomorrow, some sun and some clouds. 76 are expected high in Wednesday. More showers back in the forecast. 76 are expected high. Like I said, Stumach brings us weather details in about 15 minutes. We've got a brand new Alice in Dairyland getting ready to take over as our 73rd Agriculture Ambassador on July 6th. She's from Chippewa County. We'll introduce you to her before we hit 6 o'clock. How are things going in Eau Claire at the northern end of the world's longest barn? Bob Bosold joins the Midwest Farm Report in just moments to update you on the latest agriculture happenings. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Well, recently I was finally able to venture out of the office and get onto a farm, and it felt absolutely amazing. It's Josh Gramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. There are some shows going on sprinkled all throughout the state. Uh, There's small events taking place here and there with social distancing and the proper precautions, of course. It will be a summer without county fairs. But, Bob, you recently got out of the office as well, and I'm sure it uh, felt just as great as it did for you as it did for me. You bet, Josh. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. In fact, a week ago today, I was at the northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. Probably the only time I'll be there this summer because there will be no northern Wisconsin State Fair this year. But it was a District 1 Holstein show, and a good amount of cattle came, and a good show they had. Erica Ullum from the Boomer area is the secretary of the Wisconsin Holstein Association Board. And I asked her about the the show and how the board came about deciding that it was okay to go ahead with these shows. She said, we had not just the board, but the whole membership involved. Yes, we have. We wanted to make sure that we could safely proceed with our shows and our other planned events in the summer. Um, In doing that, we talked a lot to our membership and wanted to find out their thoughts on going forward with the district shows and it was an unresounding absolutely yes uh, just for the social aspect and to see great cows 
we had all of our members in attendance sign waivers um, that they would practice safe distancing and you know if people needed to feel comfortable with a mask we had hand washing stations available and that was our precautions that we took now the numbers how good are the numbers been our numbers actually didn't change much from the last year we had we had 86 heifers go through the ring today and i believe we were going to have right around 60 cows go through the ring I haven't gotten the numbers in yet, but so our numbers did not drop at all. Now, as far as the uh, different districts that we have, we're around the state. Every county seems to have a little different plan. How close did you work with the counties around the state where the district shows have been scheduled to be held? And did you move any district shows? Yes, there were some district shows that were moved either location or date due to the different county regulations um we have been really lucky we were able to work hand in hand with the management at the northern wisconsin state fairgrounds and then with the chippewa county health so that we could make sure that we were on par with where we needed to be and the other fairgrounds around the state have also been working with their county health regulations to make sure they are also where they need to be and be comfortable what are some of the things these county health organizations have asked you to provide as far as a safety plan what do they want to know before they okayed having the having the show in their particular county we had to have a guideline submitted for how we were going to run the show and that included you know the ppe the masks the gloves the hand washing stations all were available for people at their own discretion the waiver was a huge piece to that that people could sign it and we'd have contact information if something were to come up and but that county health they were um, actually very impressed with our state association's foresight on planning now at the shows themselves are we doing social distancing in the barn can we do it in the barn depending on the the number of animals that are here are you hoping that people are going to be self-conscious and stay uh, stay socially distant well, with this group, they are a very social group, and it is really hard to enforce the social distancing, but they have done a really good job about following the new guidelines, following the hand, you know, all the stuff that goes with our new, I guess, our new lifestyle right now this summer, and our group has done well within their parameters. So as far as the, the shows now, the rest of the season, of course, we've got all the shows are pretty compact as far as the calendar is concerned state show supposed to be i believe july 10th and 11th in madison that's not going to happen correct the state show is going to be august 23rd through the 27th in washington county in the southern part of the state uh, we as a board are also working on a all breeds junior show that will happen hopefully the first week in August we are working with the other breed organizations in the state to kind of give the kids something to look forward to seeing a state fair was canceled so we do have some events coming up it's just going to look a little different this year so this would be a replacement something other than the state fair just to give the kids a chance that we 
sign it on a spot because I can't imagine the state fairgrounds are going to be open and welcoming. Well, the one spot that is being talked about is Jefferson County. They do have a very nice facility down there. And then, you know, we just have to look at the logistics of it. And we're going to have to be a little fluid with planning and stuff this year just due to all the, the other, I guess, um, pieces that we can't control. Then uh, moving forward, though, really and truly, a few adjustments, but the summer shows for the Holstein Association are on track. Yep, they absolutely are, and it's awesome. It's awesome that we were able to make these events happen for our membership, because um, this is some th these shows are something that are truly important to our membership. They enjoy coming and seeing everybody, and it's just it's usually a good time. Well, it always is a good time. I know I end up spending a lot of time visiting with a, a lot of folks that I've come to know over the years. So as far as the district shows, we've had to change some. Did we have to cancel any? There was one that was canceled, and those members were allowed to show in districts that were neighboring to them. As far as this coronavirus pandemic and the registered Holstein industry, have you noticed an effect? What what kind of things have you noticed other than the struggles that Derry is going through in general? Has, has the uh, registered industry been able to, I guess, be a little above and beyond, or is it is a struggle there too? I think there's a struggle with anything ag-related right now, but at a national level, well, our association, our national office has been closed and working remotely. Um, you know, so that way we've been a little different this year, but I think, I think as a whole, we've been able to do things the way that we want them done within the new parameters. And of course, uh, your home operation, Meyer Lane, up in the, the Bloomer area, has sold a lot of genetics overseas. What's happened with that with the world shut down? We don't export cattle like we used to, of course. It's uh, mostly embryos. What's happened in that area? Are we, are we sending embryos out? Are we able to export anything anywhere? Um, the export, in the last few years, the export has actually slowed down quite a bit. However, um, that is one of the things that we have been able to keep going. I don't know that the pandemic slowed it down or disrupted it at all. It was just something that's been slowing down progressively. Has it been uh, certain parts of the world where it's slowed down, or has the dairy industry slowed down all over the world? I mean, we're talking Europe, Asia, Africa, Central America. What have you found? It's it's pretty much the whole world. Um, when we talk to our friends and colleagues across the globe, it's kind of the same look everywhere. It's, you know, I mean, so we're not all in the same boat but we're all in the same ocean you know that it's just not comfortable for anybody in an egg industry right now and of course you sat and watched the whole district one show here Rhonda Lauber was the judge what was she looking for and is have you seen a difference in what these judges are looking for the past years or still looking for big production type cows that, that have a good body I think we've gone back to more of the type cows and, for, you know, with a emphasis on production, good feet and legs, or, you know, excellent feet and legs, and that big wide muzzle and the the udder that looks like it can produce a lot of mel quality milk. Um, I, Londa, today Londa really 
she had a very good um, you were able to follow her really easy she from heifers to the age cows you could understand she wasn't looking for like the biggest cow the most correct animal is what she was looking for so like, I guess it would go into that type category so eventually are you going to be uh, the state president of the Wisconsin Holstein Association a job Pam Sells probably has right now you know I got roped in the secretary and kind of a joke in the um one meeting and i really actually enjoy being secretary um i guess if state holstein president comes but i do enjoy the secretary portion and i just enjoy we've got a fantastic board right now and i've been lucky to have a lot of fantastic board members that i've been able to serve with and um it's just it's a good Wisconsin Holstein in a whole is just a good group. It's everybody is really excited for everybody else. Teamwork makes the dream work, and it went great today. Eric Allum with us with the District One Holstein Show. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The battle to generate more revenue could be as simple as a free IT assessment from Compel Consulting. You'll receive a customized report detailing opportunities to reduce risk, lower costs, increase productivity, and revenues. Compel Consulting simply wants to help you make more money. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelledNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Be the light. That's my motto. Hi, I'm Scott, proud employee with EverReady Electric for over 20 years. We want you. Yes, you. We're hiring for journeymen or master electricians. Full-time with a hiring bonus of $1,500. Why? Well, we get that transitioning from one job to another has costs. And we're here to support you in a new comfort zone. Join our team and apply online. Or call and ask for Linda. She'll amp you up. We're ever ready. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 520 now on a soggy start to a Monday morning, at least for some folks around us, primarily southeast Wisconsin. Let's talk weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. But some of those folks up in Eau Claire, La Crosse, they're probably not catching this rain this morning, huh? Eau Claire caught some here a few hours, or uh, La Crosse, excuse me, caught some a few hours ago, not so much at Eau Claire. But yeah, most of it's down in the south central part of the state, now heading to southeast Wisconsin, the far southwest, eastern Iowa, too, this morning with the rainfall on radar. 
Things a little quieter west and off toward the north, but nonetheless, there'll still be some rain around for today. There's a cool front sweeping through from the northwest. Lines up through northwest Wisconsin, down into that uh, southeastern third of Minnesota, Twin Cities to southwest Minnesota. That front will slide east and southeast during the day. Moisture will push north and east right along that boundary. So some of that rain in Iowa... That will most likely push up into southern Wisconsin here pretty soon and move over toward the east as well. So everybody's going to have some rain around today. Well, it may not be as much as some others. I think the, the heavier spots will be in that southern part of the state, Madison, maybe to Beaver Dam, and then a bit further off toward the north. So that could be some of the wetter area. We're up to three-quarters of an inch may fall. Everybody else a little less than that. But there's some rain. We'll have rain around today. It could last into a time tonight. We'll dry it out somewhat. The bigger factor here as we get this week underway, and just with this initial front then, will be cooler air. Temperatures will stay, in fact, cooler than normal. Not like the weekend. We'll cool it off here for today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday as well. Mid or upper 70s. Oh, by Thursday toward Friday, a better chance to head back into the 80s. So the warmth does roll back in, but we get a little break getting the week started. I don't think that seems like too bad of an idea, but there is that rain we have to talk about. And in fact, a kind of an unstable pattern lingering on. So even later in the day, Tuesday, later in the day, Wednesday, another possibility of a little scattered light rain around. Doesn't look like a great week to think about trying to make dry hay, no doubt about that, because almost every day there's a small chance something could pop up, especially by mid or late afternoon. I'll have the forecast right after this. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to Cleary Building Corporation. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Equity Livestock Co-op, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at wfbf.com. Keep up with Pam on social media. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter and at midwestfarmreport.com. All righty, Stu, a couple more details on that forecast, please. All right, well, the rain this morning, especially in south and now heading towards southeast, even east-central Wisconsin, could be a thunderstorm around. A little more likely we all could see something pop up again this afternoon, even at La Crosse and Eau Claire. That afternoon chance building in mid or upper 70s, cooler now, and the south winds will be around 5 to 10. Overnight, still some chance for an evening shower, a storm almost everywhere, mostly cloudy, cooling toward the low 60s or even an upper 50 with the northwest wind at 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy Tuesday, a mid to late afternoon shower or even a thunderstorm developing. Mostly cloudy early, some sun breaking through those as well during the day. Mid-70s tomorrow and some sunshine. Again, could be a late afternoon shower or storm Wednesday. Upper 70s, west winds at 5. I'd say Pam, Madison and areas north and east. Beaver Dam maybe toward Boston, a quarter to three quarter. Everybody else yet today, maybe a quarter to half. Enough to keep it kind of wet getting the week going. Yep. 
Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, along with us in those weather details. And La Crosse, uh, you've got some of those rains came through. La Crosse, and uh, thank you, uh, Kirby. Uh, 85 one hundredths of an inch of rain in La Crescent, Minnesota. Eau Claire, you've got clouds in 63. La Crosse, cloudy right now in 64. Mauston, partly cloudy in 64. Fond du Lac's got some light rain at the airport and 66. Beaver Dam, cloudy and 64 at the airport in Madison. Currently cloudy and 64 degrees at 525. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board and BadgerBean.com, helping farmers grow sustainable crops to feed a hungry planet. Focus on the future. Farm First represents dairy farmers in the halls of Congress and provides test verification, disaster assistance, and youth scholarship benefits. Farm First Dairy Co-op. Keep up with Pam on social media, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter, and at MidwestFarmReport.com. As we move forward and business starts to bounce back, Midwest Family Madison is here to help you stay connected to our community. These local businesses are now open. Safe, sanitized, and ready to roll. Things are not the same as they were before, but the welcoming spirit of the staff at Dream Lanes Bowling Center has not changed. They are more determined than ever to deliver a fun environment with the same level of friendly service you've come to expect. Safe, sanitized and ready to roll the river food pantry has a new program called family at home meals or fam free healthy ready to eat meals for your family when you pick up curbside groceries at the river riverfoodpantry.org the patio at Alice asylum is now open for food beer and seltzer enjoyment three to eight wednesday through friday and noon to eight saturday and sunday visit aleasylum.com midwest family madison thanks you for your support of local business to see how local businesses are operating today or to add your business to our directory, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com and click on the Now Open tab. Johnson Tractor asks you to close your eyes. Now, imagine the perfect flow of grain from the field to the bin. Imagine a single rotor that ensures both quality and productivity. And think about an advanced system that optimizes harvest settings on the go. But you don't have to imagine. With features like AFS Harvest Command, an Axial Flow Combine from Case IH, and Johnson Tractor always delivers the perfect flow for your operation. Your new Case IH Combine is waiting for you at Johnson Tractor in Judah and Janesville. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. We've always been in the helping profession. And I really enjoy delivering a product that they never have to worry about ever as long as they live. We're passionate about this because, first of all, we like to work with a variety of homeowners, and we like to work with a variety of homes. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. When you're ready for your new metal roof, we'll be right here for you. S-W-I-T-A, metalroofing.com. Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. While being prepared is on the top of your priority list, add Englewood grass-fed beef as a key solution to your family's food supply. Englewood offers a broad range of options to deliver antibiotic and hormone-free beef from our farm to your table. Visit englewoodgrassfarm.com and click on the order page. Soon, you'll be stocked up on heart-healthy grass-fed beef. Englewood grass-fed beef, farming to promote the health of our animals and our family of customers. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Settlers Bank is doing what needs to be done. We've helped keep 5,200 people employed at 225 businesses by making more than $53 million in payroll protection plan loans. 
we understand that these small businesses are the backbone of our economy. Working together, we can keep our economy moving forward. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. Lenders you know. Member FDIC. Equal Opportunity Lender. Signs by Tomorrow celebrates all businesses now getting open. Signs by Tomorrow makes it easy and fast. Go online, fill out a request form for a quote, and within 24 hours, Signs by Tomorrow can be ready to deliver. Your image is important. Look professional and creative in your public messaging. Signs by Tomorrow creates banners, flutter flags, A-frame signs, and floor minders to give your business a professional, fresh reopening image. Call Signs by Tomorrow or order directly online. Signsbytomorrow.com forward slash Madison. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson. Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. Bogart or Brando. You're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov. Or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. I'm looking at uh, your Twitter account, at Rob Reichel. Uh, let's talk some green and gold, Robbie. Um, I know we've talked about it at nauseam levels sometimes, but you know, I was just kind of saying who's going to be that next, who's going to be that next player to step up outside of Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones for that offense. And I'm looking at what you're doing for Forbes.com. It's you, and what you always do is you rank the most important Green Bay Packers. And coming in at number 26 in your article is Jay Sternberger. Could this guy be the answer? Well, Evo, I mean, they they desperately need a tight end to emerge. And um, he, he's going to be given every opportunity to do exactly that. He, you know, I, I think as many of your, your listeners know, he had a, a very quiet, nondescript, invisible rookie season overall. No catches during the regular season. He spent half the year on IR, and they didn't bring him back until late. But he he did make an impact, Evo, in the playoffs. He had he had three catches in the you know in in the two playoff games against Seattle and uh, San Francisco. He caught a touchdown. I know it was probably at garbage time, but he did catch a touchdown in the Forty Nine er game in the NFC Championship. You know he runs about a four seven Evo, so his speed is really good. He, he's got a large catch radius. I mean he's long. He, uh, you know, he, he set the world on fire his last year at Texas A&M. Kind of bounced around a couple different colleges, Evo, before winding up at A&M. And the Packers kind of fell in love with him at the combine and watching his tape because he ran so well down there. He, he doesn't, he didn't lift great, Evo. He lifted about twenty that day at the combine, but uh, twenty reps of, of on, on the bench of two hundred and twenty-five pounds. For those who who don't know that, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, Ebo, he, he's clearly the most talented guy at that position on the roster. It's, it's just time for him now to put everything together. You don't get a long lifespan in the NFL, Ebo. People say, oh, my God, he's young. He's just a second-year guy. I mean, the average life of an NFL player, Ebo, is under four years. So you, you better do it pretty darn quick <laughs> right. or, or, or the league is, you know, like they say, not so long. Um, so, it, I mean, it, it's time. They're, they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to throw him out of the boat and say sink or swim. 
and um, I, you know, it, it, it's time for for Sternberger to swim if this if this offense is going to go up a notch. I'll, I'll just say this, Evo. You know, I mean, everybody watched Jimmy Graham the last couple of years. He Oof. he was largely done. He was, yeah, and, and as well you should. Now, you know, Bears Nation gets that. Uh, well, now we got a nice know, more more comedy on Sunday with the Chicago Bears. Now it's one of my, it's honestly Rob my favorite comedy. It airs almost every Sunday. You know, during the fall, it's beautiful. It's called the Chicago Bears. Check it out. He's one of ten tight ends on the roster, Evo. So <laughs> yep. you know, it'll 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 be pretty interesting to see how how they divvy up snaps between those. Hey, they guys. say they say the tight end that is a quarterback's best friend, and I don't think Mitch Trubisky's got many friends right now. So they're bringing all kinds of tight ends. <laughs> well, that, that that is very true. So no, I mean, no matter what, Evo. I mean, the, the kid should be an upgrade from what Jimmy Graham was. I, you know, I, I think the most vivid memory any Packer fans could have is of Jimmy Graham largely tripping himself as he, you know, <laughs> he caught a pass and was was turning up field, and the turf monster got him more than any Packer I remember. Damn in, turf monster in many years, Evo. Yes, that damn turf monster. So, no, I I I, I, I think Sternberger's got a chance, Evo. I mean, it, it's not a great position on the roster with with Mercedes Lewis and Tanyan and. I mean, DeGuerre is probably going to play more fullback than he is tight end, although I think he'll get some snaps. The rookie they, they took out of Cincinnati, I, I think he will get some snaps at tight end, but they're going to move him all around. He'll be a fullback, H-back, tight end. I mean, it's, so it, it's Sternberger's show, Evo, and, um, you know, it wouldn't shock me if he plays 50 snaps a game, 800 snaps for the season, and, you know, the, the, they're going to need him to catch 50, 60 passes if they want this offense to hum the, the way they believe it can. Yeah. Uh, Rob Reichel joining us right now, Forbes.com. Check him out on Twitter as well, at Rob Reichel. Great follow. Robbie, I was um, scrolling around CBSSports.com this morning. I get around like 5 a.m. I get a cup of coffee. I just start, you know, like doing a little reading because some stuff passes you by when I'm sleeping at night. I get up early, you know, and I see this headline on CBSSports.com from Page. Some NFL coaches reportedly want the start of the regular season delayed after the Cowboys coronavirus scare. And I was ESPN's Ed Warder saying that at least three coaches have showed concern and uh, questioned the wisdom of the NFL trying to play a full schedule. I mean, what's your gut telling you? You think we're going to see the NFL be delayed? If anything, I'm thinking it's just going to be no fans in the stands. Well, or like the Miami Dolphins model, Evo, where they've got about 25% capacity, yeah. you know, where, where you sit in seat one, I sit in seat five, somebody else is in nine and 13 and so on, kind of down the row, and you're social distancing that way. So an 80,000-seat stadium holds 20 and a 60 holds 15, et cetera. Evo, I mean, the, the way they did draw up that schedule kind of allows them some flexibility early in the year. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, we've got our 73rd Alice in Dairyland, the selection announcement made via the virtual world on Saturday night from Delavan, where the six finalists were gathered together with judges for the final presentation. Julia Nunes is her name, and she comes from the small community of Tilden, Wisconsin. She is a graduate from the University of Minnesota in the Twin Cities, and on July 6th will take over as our new Alice in Dairyland. Our own Caitlin Riley got a chance to visit with Julia on Saturday evening after the big announcement. You'll hear her conversation in just a moment. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday, the 22nd day of June. On this day back in 1990, Checkpoint Charlie was dismantled. What is Checkpoint Charlie? Well, that was kind of the crossing point, the sector between East Berlin and West Berlin. Uh, by the time 1990 rolled around, 
the Berlin Wall had been torn down. Now the former checkpoint and the sign that says you're leaving the American sector are just a tourist attraction. Checkpoint Charlie dismantled on this date in 1990. On this day in 1990, Adam Sandler joined Saturday Night Live. And happy birthday to Meryl Streep, 71 years young. And now you know. COVID-19 hit our Wisconsin dairy industry hard and in a lot of different ways. Of course, we know about the market disruption. We know about the amount of milk that was dumped. But the amount of milk we produced in the month of May also went down by 3%. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, in May, the state produced 2.58 billion pounds of milk, down 3% compared to a year ago. 1.26 million head of dairy cattle still in the state of Wisconsin, but that was 3,000 fewer cows than April 12,000 fewer cows than what we had a year ago, and every one of the cows that remained was producing about 45 pounds of milk less compared to a year ago. The 24 major dairy-producing states saw their milk production also drop below a year-ago figures. Number of milk cows on dairies in the 24 major states, 50,000 head more than a year ago, but 12,000 head fewer than April of this year. So some of the same trends, not just in Wisconsin, but in all of the dairy industry. You know, another industry that's continuing to struggle with what's going on, COVID-19, is our Wisconsin pork industry. But COVID-19 is not the only issue they have to keep an eye on. There's also African swine fever that is still decimating hog populations around the world. Josh Scramlin's got more. It's been nothing but COVID-19-related news for the past three months, but in that time, a threat that has been there even before the coronavirus has continued to grow. And that threat is something called African swine fever. We've talked about it before, but just to refresh you, it's an unrelenting virus that is crippling the world's hog population, and at this point in time, there is no vaccine. Dr. David Pyburn is the National Pork Board's chief veterinarian. Uh, Doctor, how severe is the ASF situation at this point in time? Uh, My folks here on my staff and myself, we've kept up to date on what's happening around the globe with African swine fever, uh, especially looking at what's happening in Asia and the spread of the virus that continues there. We continue to hear of explosive-type spread in some areas of China, and that's information coming from internal veterinarians within China that are, that are working to try to combat this in China. We continue to see outbreaks in South Korea, especially in the uh, DMZ zone. We continue to hear of spread throughout the Philippines. So what numbers do you guys have, and, and what can you tell me as far as uh, pigs cold or the, the amount of pigs that have been infected? Any statistics that you got on ASF for me would be great. Yeah, most of the statistics are are not accurate because I think there's a lack of, well, we know there's a lack of reporting in many of these countries. Um, it, it's safe to say that it's it's going to number in the, the multi-millions, already has numbered in the multi-millions number of pigs that have had to be called or have died due to this virus. Um, and we've seen some international experts recently out there discussing what will 2020 look like compared to 2019, where we saw millions being called and, and lost to this virus. Um, and their thoughts were that, in fact, 2020 might, in fact, be worse uh, than 2019, and we may see higher death loss due to ASF here in 2020. Now, African swine fever has yet to make it to the U.S. Is it not so much a matter of if, but a matter of when? What do you think? No, Josh, I'm still saying if. 
I don't want to say when. We've never had this virus in this country. This virus doesn't exist right now in our hemisphere, in fact. And we want to keep it that way. And so I'm still a, a, an ifer and not a winner, if you will. And uh, uh, we're going to, that's going to be our number one effort is to continue to be able to say this virus has never been within this country. Well, I'm glad to hear that because it's just the losses that uh, the pork industry would experience are just unimaginable. So what what would a situation look like for U.S. pork producers if ASF did ever get here? Yeah, we've had Dermot Hayes up at Iowa State University take a look at that. And uh, the losses would be catastrophic for our industry um, as far as uh, dollar losses and pig losses that we would see. Uh, we would very uh, immediately lose all of our export markets and then have to work extremely hard to uh, regionalize and get those back. Um, and so there would be expense uh, revolving around that as well. Um, there's also losses, though, beyond our industry. Yes, this is a virus that only infects pigs. Um, but there would be losses for other industries when you look at the soybean industry, the corn industry, and their losses as far as uh, uh, feedstuffs that we don't no longer we will long, no longer need because pigs won't be there. And then also there, there's some loss too to the beef industry as well. Uh, some confidence uh, is lost in the beef industry just because this virus uh, would be in our country. So for the whole ag community. Um, it's something that we want to keep out. It's not something that uh, a loss that we want to have to try and weather. Is it possible to even try to put a dollar amount on something like that? Yeah, Josh, we can we can look at dollar amounts, and that's what we've had Dermot Hayes at Iowa State University take a look at, and and he's in looking at that, his estimates are that the pork industry could lose up to fifteen billion dollars in the first two years of an outbreak of of ASF, and then when you look out over a ten year period. Um, you're looking at probably somewhere around a $50 billion loss based on loss of animals, loss of product, and, and loss of, of our export markets. Uh, your hope for this entire situation, as we are now halfway through 2020, if you can believe that, almost two years into the thick of things with ASF, what, what's your hope? Well, my obvious, my obvious hope is that we continue to work to keep it out and we are successful with, with keeping that out. I'm hopeful that other countries, either with or without our help or help from other other uh, countries, can get together and, and figure out a way to put a stop to African swine fever because it does continue to spread on a, a, in a global way. And each time it does spread, it increases the risk for our country and for those other countries that continue to remain negative. All right, Dr. David Pyburn, the chief vet for the National Pork Board. African swine fever is still a very real threat. It's not in the United States yet. And he is hopeful that it will never make it to American pork. But we really do not know at this point in time. If it did make it, the losses would be in the billions. So don't underestimate ASF. Don't forget about African swine fever. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese was up a half a cent at 228.5. 40-pound block cheese went 15 cents higher, 265. Double A butter, that was up four and a quarter as well, $1.85 per pound. In overnight activity, July milk right now is up 42 cents at 21.60 a hundredweight. August milk's up 31 cents, 19.58 a hundredweight. But the grain trade is all lower. December corn's down a penny at 3.44. November soybeans down a penny at 8.79. July wheat right now down nearly three cents at 4.78 a bushel. Coming up next, how about we introduce you to our new Alice in Dairyland. Julia Nunes was selected on Saturday evening from the Field of Six. 
Caitlin Riley got a chance to visit with her. That's coming up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When you cool your home with an Infinity system from Carrier, you can rest easy knowing that you're providing the right choice and comfort and energy efficiency for your family. With a parts limited warranty of up to 10 years and SEER ratings of up to 21, Carrier systems offer reliable solutions to your family's home cooling needs. For greater comfort and peace of mind, turn to the experts at Carrier. Call your Carrier factory authorized dealer, General Heating and Air Conditioning in Madison, 271 3900. I don't want to brag. That means you're totally about to brag. Everything in my home matches. Matches perfectly. It's all pulled together. That's because I have my own personal interior designer. You have your own interior designer because you shop at Lazy Boy. My Lazy Boy designer can pull strings and get me custom fabrics that match, handles and feet that coordinate my personal style, and color combinations that nobody else has. Everybody can have it. You just have to start at Lazy Boy. My personal designer knows how to bring it all together without it looking all, all, um, what's the word? It's not all matchy-matchy. You get the idea. Of course, this kind of customization isn't available to just anyone. It's available to everyone. Unless you have a personal designer. From Lazy Boy. It all comes together with Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Is it just me, or does Wisconsin weather seem to be favoring more lawn mowing ahead? I'm P.M. Yankee here for McFarland's in the heart of Sark City, 780 Carolina Street. And I'll tell you what, if you want to push it, if you want to ride it, even zero-turn machines available now at McFarland's, they've got any style of mower that you're looking for in stock and available now. And if you need a little help with the one you've got, they're ready to service that one as well. All under one roof. Everything you need for mowing, McFarland's. Pam Yonke is the best thing to happen to farming since Pipeline Milky. And she didn't make us say that. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, the wait is over. We now have our 73rd Alice in Dairyland for the Midwest Farm Reports. I'm Caitlin Riley talking with Julia Nunez of Chippewa Falls, fresh off of her selection hosted in the first ever virtual format. And Julia, first of all, congratulations. How are you feeling right now? Definite butterflies going on. I still can't believe it's real. I feel like I'm dreaming. (laughs) It's been such an amazing couple of days, and I don't even have words to put into how I'm feeling, but I know that I'm so excited for this year to come. And many of us have met with you before, but Julia, for those who are just getting to know you and will probably get to know you quite a bit more in this year ahead, tell us about yourself, your background, and the path that led you to becoming our state's Alice in Dairyland. I grew up on my family's registered Holstein dairy farm, where I worked alongside my parents and three sisters to help take great care of our herd of animals. Growing up, I was involved in 4-H and the Wisconsin Junior Holstein Association. I also had the privilege of serving my county as the Northern Wisconsin State Ferris of the Fair, which really helped me prepare for this experience. Last year, I graduated from the University of Minnesota with degrees in animal science and agricultural communication and marketing alongside a horticulture minor. I spent one summer working for a local farm market, picking vegetables in the field and chatting with people about flowers in the greenhouse. And then I also had an amazing internship with Redhead Creamery, 
where I helped make many varieties of cheese. Got to do a lot of taste testing there. Probably <laughs> helped me prepare for Alice in Dairyland. And then my most recent experience with Wisconsin agriculture was with a hemp company in River Falls, Wisconsin, where we grew hemp with local farmers and processed it into CBD products. So with this wide experience in Wisconsin agriculture, I'm so excited for this year ahead of me as the 73rd Alice in Dairyland. I was going to say, you've already dipped your toes into many industries. And when we talked with you just after you were announced as a top candidate in March, I know that things were still optimistic for the year ahead. We weren't even quite sure when the Alice in Dairyland finals were going to be held. What has this process been like as they adjusted from what you were originally told in March to what you just went through to being selected Saturday night? This process has definitely been an adventure. Changing plans and extending the date gave me more time to prepare some of my materials, which is a blessing. And also, each Friday, we were having virtual classes learning about agricultural commodities in Wisconsin. So it was really fun getting to meet up with the candidates each week and kind of check in with everyone while learning about the diversity here in Wisconsin. And a couple of the new things that I noticed this year from watching the finals included you having to do a vlog as a top candidate. Was it challenging to put that component together? And how did you choose the companies that you worked with? I chose companies that were around my family farm in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Both of the companies that I chose were in about a five-mile radius from our farm. So it was really fun working with local agribusinesses and getting a deep dive into them and seeing what goes on behind the scenes. I really enjoyed putting these blogs together just to feature the uniqueness in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, and how they can contribute to Wisconsin agriculture as a whole. What did you also think of being recognized as completing a form of leadership opportunity and each of the top candidates were presented with plaques for the time and dedication that they gave? What did you think of that? Completing the top candidate experience has been a memorable one and receiving the the physical plaque just kind of completed it and really made you feel like I earned this. I completed all of the tasks that I needed to do and I worked hard all of the hours spent working towards this, preparing your speech, writing your blog posts. Really, it was nice to receive something just that you can show off and help to build your professionalism. Like you said, this is quite the application process. There's at least eight components that you guys are going through, and you had another month added on to everything else. Now that you are selected and you know that you'll be starting fairly shortly, is there anything that you are looking forward to? I know it's hard to know what to look forward to right now. Things are constantly changing, but what can you anticipate in your year as Alice? I look forward to getting to meet people, whether it's virtually or in person, just meeting Wisconsin producers and consumers, get out there and tell Wisconsin agriculture's story across the state and learn from farmers and share the knowledge I've learned with everyone that I meet. You will have a little bit of extra time to work with our 72nd Alice in Dairyland, Abigail Martin, as you transition into that role. What will that mean to you to be able to learn for a little bit longer under the former Alice? I am so thankful to have Abigail 
the 72nd Alice in Dairyland as a role model for the next month. She has done a fantastic job, and I know that I will learn so much from her in this extra month that we get to spend together. You, of course, are starting later than typical Alice's. For years, it had been that Alice in Dairyland would start on the first Monday of June, and now they flipped the entire calendar year. Or I shouldn't say flipped, but they've adjusted it a little bit. So instead of starting in June Dairy Month as Alice in Dairyland, you will finish your year in June Dairy Month. How cool is that to be able to pay homage to your home industry in your final month as Alice? Not that we're already looking forward to you being done, but the change in the calendar year, what's that like? I'm very excited about the change in the calendar year. I'm starting here on July 6th and being able to work my way through my year and end it with a big bang with June Dairy Month is something that I'm definitely looking forward to. June Dairy Month is a month that I've looked forward to for many years, and this year will be special for me. Any other new adjustments coming to year that you know about yet, or are we going to learn a lot about it in a crash course in July? I'm not sure what else new will be coming this year, and I will definitely be learning a lot <laughs> in July. <laughs> well, we will look forward to learning right along with you, Julia, and keeping up with Allison Dairyland on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the Allison Dairyland blog, pretty much anywhere on social media, we will be able to find Alice. Thank you so much for your dedication, being willing to sacrifice this next year in service to agriculture. And I think those are all the questions that I have for you. But is there anything else that you want to add, Julia? Anything else that you want people to know? For the past months, I've been so privileged to work with all of the top candidates. All of them are amazing women who will do amazing things in agriculture, and I'm excited to see where they go. This experience has been life-changing already, and I am so excited to serve Wisconsin as the 73rd Alice in Dairyland. Once again, that 73rd Alice and Dairyland Julia Nunes just selected after a virtual process hosted in collaboration with DATCAP and Walworth County. Walworth County will get another chance to host next year after COVID-19 put a pause on a lot of their plans. Julia will start her work as Alice on July 6th, giving her some time to shadow under current Alice and Dairyland Abigail Martin. And the Alice and Dairyland program says that that change in the calendar year will be permanent. So instead of Alice starting in June Dairy Month as she traditionally has. She will finish her year on a high note with our dairy farmers in June. This was something they had intended on doing starting in 2021, but COVID-19 put those plans in motion.